You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow this thing. Get it Good morning, this. ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. So many videos to get to today. Michael Bowman will be joining us in the third hour to talk about way uh, he won a court case. Uh about paying taxes to fund abortions and his uh, resistance to doing so. So very excited to talk to him uh, a little bit later. Lots of news to get to, so hey, let's get to it. Here it is, your Daily Dispatch. And here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Thursday, the 24th of March, 2022. Madeline Albright is dead. First woman to serve as U.S. Secretary of State died at the age of 84. And I think I speak for all of us when I say rest in peace to the half million Iraqi children that she justified murdering in the name of something. Roll the tape. We have heard that a half a million children have died. I mean, that's more children than died when, when, in Hiroshima. And, and, you know, is the price worth it? I think this is a very hard choice, but the price, we think the price is worth it. Ah, yes, worth half a million dead children. What did we get in return? Endless warfare in the Middle East. Rotten hell, you old witch. Meanwhile, Putin demands unfriendly countries pay for Russian gas in rubles. Russian President Vladimir Putin chairs a government meeting with uh, via video link uh, where he... Wanted, where he announced that unfriendly countries had to pay for Russian natural gas in rubles. It's a new directive as he attempts to leverage his country's in-demand resources to counter a barrage of, Russia, of Western sanctions. He says, quote, I have decided to implement a series of measures to switch payments. We'll start with that for our natural gas supplies to so-called unfriendly countries into Russian rubles, Putin said in a televised governmental meeting, adding that trust in the dollar and the euro had been compromised by the West's seizure of Russian assets. The new requirement appeared to be aimed at propping up the flagging Russian currency, the ruble, by increasing demand for it. Its value gained against the dollar and the euro following Putin's announcement. Natural gas prices surged in Europe, where Russia has supplied about 45 percent of imports. Now, if they want to buy Russian gas, first they have to buy the equivalent amount in rubles. You have to buy rubles, and then you use that to pay for the gas, which is a kind of smart idea from Putin. Is he... Is he actually a strategic genius? No, of course not. He's an insane person that can't be reasoned with. Meanwhile, we have this story as we move ever closer to technocratic singularity. Apple makes Arizona first state to add IDs and driver's license to devices. Technology giant Apple now allows Arizonans to keep a copy of their driver's license and other state IDs in their digital wallets. Apple announced Wednesday the most iPhone and Apple Watch users with Arizona state documents are able to upload digital copies in the same manner as credit or debit cards, making it the first state to do so, which is extremely convenient. I mean, carrying around a card, ugh, it's like having a chain around your neck, a little plastic card in the wallet that you carry anyway. No, no thanks. No, I'll sacrifice. I'll, I'll take this little, little tiny bit of convenience in exchange for a uh, next step closer to total technocratic slavery and uh, digital, digital personhood. It's great. It's wonderful. It's good. You know, it's, it's so convenient. So very convenient, I say. Meanwhile, Biden heads to Europe as NATO gears up for a Ukrainian summit. He is now uh, there in uh, Europe, and uh, NATO is making all sorts of just insane 
advances. They're basically announcing a new EU uh, army to deal with Russia. There's talk of nuclear exchange from Russia and the UK. We'll get into all of that a little bit later in the program, but I think we all can breathe a sigh of relief knowing that the steady hand of Joe Biden is uh, there in Europe to solve all of our problems. We have a whole new problem here, new since 2017. North Korea fires its first suspected ICBM since 2017. The suspected ICBM flew at an altitude of 6,000 kilometers or 3,700 miles at a distance of 1,000 kilometers with a flight time of 71 minutes before splashing down in waters off Japan's western coast uh, on Thursday, according to Japan's defense ministry. Thank God Trump's not there to shake his hand. (laughs) so stupid. You're watching The American Journal. Watch live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The American Journal. We'll be talking today about, of course, the war in Ukraine and Russia. Uh, There's some very interesting speeches being given to European Parliament that we'll show you, where Justin Trudeau is absolutely savaged by members of uh, European Parliament from uh, Croatia and Germany, I believe, or Austria. It's Christine Anderson from. Well, we'll show you those videos uh, in just a little bit. Uh, we'll be talking about, uh, of course, the Supreme Court nominee. Did I already mention that? Because we will be talking about that and about uh, what a woman is. We just can't figure it out. It's all, it's all very complicated, except it's not until you make it complicated with a bunch of uh, academic weasel words. And we'll get very into that. I'll be opening up the phone lines nice and early today to give our callers uh, as many chances as possible to get on the air and speak their thoughts. But I want to start start with a uh, quick little reminder here. Clip number 14. Just a, a nice little statement from a sadly uh, the, the late Prince, the artist formerly known as Prince. Uh, here's him just giving you a quick reminder as we move into this technocratic nightmare of total control in a digital panopticon surveillance state where your every transaction will be documented, logged, and held against you. Let's listen to what uh, Prince said way back, uh, I think it was 2007 or so. Let's watch. Don't don't be fooled by the internet. It's, it's cool. It's cool to get on the computer, but don't let the computer get on you. It's cool. It's cool to use the computer. Don't let the computer use you. You all saw the Matrix. There is a war going on, the battlefields in the mind. And the prize is the soul. So, let's be careful. Thank you. What a brilliant uh, statement. The battlefield is in the mind and the prize is the soul. That's the real battle that we're fighting here. And as we go over all of these worldly conflicts between nation states or between cabals of secret confederates as they attempt to gain power, over you and the world at large. Just know that this is a metaphysical battle for the soul of humanity. 
And it's really up to us to not continually try to fight back against the onslaught, but to chart a new way, right? None of this is inevitable. And I was talking after the show uh, yesterday, I was uh, hanging out for a little while with uh, Josh Lekich, and we were, we were talking about Japan for some reason. I can't, uh, I don't even know how, how it got brought up, but I was just reminiscing about uh, my time in Japan. And it was such an eye-opening thing to me. I know I talked, but it was like two years ago that I went to Japan, so maybe I'll just bring it up again. Japan is an amazing country because it reveals the lie that a lot of people just sort of assume to be true in the West and elsewhere in the world, which is just that all of these problems, all of these conflicts, all of this trouble that we face on a daily basis is just an inevitable consequence of progress. You know, it's just there's nothing you can do about it. The world's getting more complicated. It's getting more technologically advanced. You know, people are moving away from the church and they're moving away from uh, traditional structures. And there's going to be a little chaos, but it's all in service of the progress that we're making technologically and civilizationally as we move towards, you know, the next stage in human evolution. Uh, And so you're just going to have to deal with just exploding crime and everything being dirty and everything being (laughs) just horrific and and awful all the time. Uh, And then you go to Japan (laughs) and it's like, oh, wow, they're they're both more advanced than us technologically, right? Just there's technology everywhere and it all works perfectly. Uh, And yet they don't have any of the problems that we have. You can you can leave your bike unlocked and it won't get stolen. You could fall asleep on the subway and you won't get stabbed by a homeless person there are no homeless people actually none that none that i saw at all you don't you know you don't have a a culture where everybody is at each other's throats and suspicious of everybody else and looking at at everybody else through at the side of their eyes you know worrying who is that person what are they what are they going to do to me do i need to defend myself you know just just friendly camaraderie all around and uh, in the same way you don't need tyranny to have decency you don't need you know you you didn't need a a guard standing in the subway car in japan to you know ensure that everybody behaved because everybody just behaved everybody's just very quiet and very uh, respectful of one another and so it just it makes you want to conform to that because otherwise you're going to stand out like a sore thumb like you see you're sitting in the subway car and everybody's you know very polite and, and it's just like you're like, man, I don't want to be the one who ruins this. I don't want to be the, the one person making a nuisance of myself, right? And it was, it, was, it was both utterly depressing but also gave me a bit of hope because it was depressing in the sense that I wouldn't look at Twitter. I wouldn't look at anything. I was just going around looking at temples and, and you know, tea ceremonies and just all, all of this – beauty and, and wonder and, and it was just amazing and peaceful and, and wonderful. And then at night I'd lay in bed and go, I, I, I better better check Twitter. Let's see what's going on in America. And it's just like you can just picture like opening up the phone is just like dumpster fire. Just just like Congress passes new anti white supremacy law and AOC goes off against Ted Cruz. And why does Ron DeSantis want to kill everyone? And it's just like, oh, God. Oh, it's just so awful. Just everything in America is just awful. It's all just horrific. Uh, and it doesn't have to be that way. So it's, it's like, okay, here's the world that, as it could be versus the world as it is. Uh, and obviously Japan has horrible problems as well. Don't get me wrong. They, they have a collapsing birth rate and they have, you know, they 
they'll work too hard. I mean, they, they hardly get any vacation time. Uh, they don't have any money to travel. So, I mean, it's, you know, they, they've got their problems as well. But boy, wouldn't you choose those problems over what we deal with? Because we got those problems too, by the way. It's not like Japan has a birth rate problem and we're doing great over here, right? We have all those problems also, which are in a way sort of uh, naturally occurring when it comes to, you know, advancement in technology and stuff as you, you no longer uh, have the necessity of, of having like a, a wife at home to do the stuff because you've got appliances that like, you know, in the fifties, like you, you needed a, a wife at home the whole time because just keeping up daily housework chores was just like exhausting and literally just took every hour of daylight that you had. Uh, and as we you move away from that necessity, then you put off having babies for a little while and then, you know, it's, so the birth rate lowers, like, oh, that's like somewhat uh, naturally to be expected with the advance of technology, but it comes with a corresponding rise in uh, life expectancy and a, and a rise of comfort and stuff. So it almost like levels out on the playing field. So we, we have those problems as well. We just don't, we just have just an infinite number of manufactured, created, unnecessary problems that are t- entirely because we have completely lost our way. And we've lost our way because the introduction of this progressive ideal, the introduction of um, interference by the government as they come in and meddle and start to try to fix things up, you know, uh, and and they they end up just destroying everything, creating problems where there weren't, strife where there wasn't, and then they take advantage of that to gain more power. And so I think a lot of, you know, a lot of conservatives are, are worried about not letting the left go any farther. But really what we need to do is reestablish what made America great in the first place, right? America in under, well, in just about 200 years or so became the greatest, most powerful, most free, most fair country in the history of the world. And we've lost that. Like we've lost all of that that, we've, uh, that we once had. And it's because we, we went away from that original basis so this dichotomy of like you either have to be like a chinese communist or a rainbow flag waving progressive castrato like these are not the two dichotomies that that we have to stick to and hopefully we can push forward and coalesce around an idea of reestablishing the basic morality that doesn't require tyranny to enforce it requires decency and an ecology of virtue where liberty can uh, can flourish. And we have to reestablish that, and we have to not play defense but play offense in the sense that this is the right way to live. It's the best for everybody. It's the only way to a happy, healthy, and successful uh, community. We have to establish that once again. Introducing the newest product from InfoWarsLife.com. We are so proud of InfoWars Life Immune Support. It is concentrated herbs that are known on record to supercharge our body's natural defenses. Ladies and gentlemen, this is something that is essential and everyone should get. And on top of it, it funds the info war, so that's a 360 win. Let me tell you what is in this amazing product. Concentrated elderberry, concentrated echinacea, concentrated astragalus root, angelica root, loatium root, and more. This product is incredible. InfoWars Immune Support, exclusively available at InfoWarsStore.com, is funding the tip of the spear, the InfoWars operation. It is a 360 win. The only way you fail is by not taking action and getting this product to boost your body's natural defenses and keep InfoWars on the air. The globalists are hoping you don't take action. Take action now. InfoWarsStore.com. If I had to describe... 
with just one word, the brainwashing, the mind control, the asleep trance that the general public is in, the best word would actually be the people are lost. Just like you're lost asleep or lost in a bad nightmare or you're in a car wreck and get knocked out and you've lost your bearings because you are totally dizzy and confused. You have a concussion. And that's what the globalists have done. They have stunned us. They have put us into a position of not knowing our bearings. And then Klaus Schwab recently came out and gave a speech he called The Great New Narrative where he brags how the public is lost, how the culture and the media has been driven to make sure the people are all alone so they can now guide humanity over the edge of a cliff. That's what their great reset is. They need darkness to thrive. The light lives at Infowars.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. plugging let's be honest i i hardly um plugged it all the the last uh, week or so and it's really a shame and you know people don't believe me i tell people sometimes like yeah infowars is we're, we're sort of struggling and they're like what how can that be and it's like well look around at, at what this studio is look at all of the the crew members i mean there's a crew for this show. There's another crew for Alex Jones show. There's another crew for the war room. There's the writers. There's the editors. There's the entire store staff. There's Greg Reese and John Bown and Darren McBreen and all of the, the wonderful report makers. I mean, every single one of these people has a family, has a, has a life to live, has to be paid a decent wage. And we are so, and that's not even including the money that it takes to pay for bandwidth and for all of this equipment and for all all of the lawsuits that we're constantly having to fight back with high-priced lawyers because it's the only way to ensure that we're not taken down by frivolous lawsuits. All of this is necessary. All of this is extremely expensive. And so all of it requires that you go to InfoWarsStore.com to keep us around, to keep us alive. And, you know, it might seem like InfoWars has weathered all of these attacks before and come out, but that's only because we've had your support and the attacks are increasing and the struggles are increasing and we're continuing, you know, continually being banned and, and harassed and reported on and all this sort of stuff. So, it, you know, it might it might seem impossible that InfoWars will go away, but, you know, who's to say? Who's to say a year from now or six months from now? You go to infowars.com and it's just a 404 page. Like, we'll just be gone. You just won't hear from us anymore. And all of, you know, all of this force that is now consolidated in this battleship, we'll just be a bunch of little rowboats by ourselves sort of spinning in circles because we, we aren't unified or going in the same direction at all. So this is, as of now, and will continue to be as long as we possibly can, be the you know, foremost ship in the armada of freedom heading – directly towards the enemy lines. We'll continue to do that and we'll continue to be that. We'll continue to operate at the highest levels possible and continue to bring you facts and truth regardless of how that makes the despicable scumbags who dare to call themselves our leaders feel about it. So we hope that you can support us and we hope that you do so not just because you want us to be around and you want us to 
you know, be able to bring you the news that you rely on, but also because what you're getting is something beneficial to your own life and will improve your life uh, regardless of who you are or what your health condition is now. If you're an extremely unper- unhealthy person, this will help you get on back for your, uh, get you back on track. If you're an extremely healthy person, these supplements will really maximize your health and, and help you to stay that way uh, really in an easy way because we take advantage of what nature has provided. We're not, we're not coming up with uh, mysterious things. I was watching some ad the other day. I mean it's uh, probably not a good story, but it, it just – it sounded like something from Idiocracy or something. It was just like – I didn't remember what it said, but it was just something I'd never heard of before and it was like the uh, NBA – or N, NBL is necessary. For, uh, it's a building block of life and if you don't have it, you're aging much faster. Vilebi will – reinforce this and it's just like what what is it i've never even heard of any of this stuff like it's all just like something made up in a lab that then they sell you and then like 10 years later turns out causes cancer and they're like oops sorry about that like we, we don't mess with any of that stuff we take what nature gives us whether it's turmeric or uh, acacia or you know just all of this stuff that people used to just you know that's what that's what apothecaries were it's what pharmacies were back in the day it was just natural remedies and natural uh supplements and that's really what we are we're just a an advancement of that not the pharmaceutical medical industry as established by the the Rockefellers in the 19th century, but rather as just a continuation of uh, true natural health. And in that vein, we have the new proprietary su- immune support formula. It's now available at InfoWarsStore.com. There's an introductory pricing. I don't know if I like that phrase, introductory pricing, because that, like, that sounds like you're signing up for, a, for something. You know, they go, oh, Sign up for our gym. Introductory price, $10 a month. But to get the $10 a month, you got to sign up for 15 months at $100 a month. That's not how this works. Introductory pricing, meaning we're introducing this product. You haven't used it before, uh, so maybe you're not sure if you need it or if it's good. So we lower the price as we introduce this new product so you can try it out uh, and not take a big risk because it's so cheap. And we think you'll like it, and we think you'll come back and want more uh, because that's what happens. People try Brain Force Ultra, or they try uh, bodies, or down and out, and they realize it's exactly what we say it is. They love it, and they come back for it. So now we're doing uh, immune support formula with an introductory pricing of only twenty nine ninety five. You can support your system with ultra high powered natural ingredients with a new immune support formula now available at InfoWarsStore.com. Get this powerhouse formula at an introductory price of thirty or twenty nine ninety five. While you still can, our stock won't last long at this discounted rate. For years, listeners have been asking for new immune support formula that's loaded with antioxidants and has all the best well-known compounds in one bottle. Well, we heard these requests, and we are now bringing you this brand-new product from InfoWars Life. Immune support brings together the best heavy hitters in one bottle, elderberry, uh, uh, acacia, uh, astragalus root, angelica root, lomatium root. Start experiencing the benefits today and support your natural system for the lowest price at InfoWarsStore.com. And remember, your purchase of these products is a 360 win. You get super high-quality items, and you help launch InfoWars to the next level. And with that, I want to open up the phone lines. If you want to give us a call here at American Journal, the number to dial is one 789 2539 That's one 789 2539 We'll be taking your calls uh, throughout the show today. You know, it really just reminds me of you know, I read the, the Master and Commander books, the naval uh, novel. One of the main characters is a doctor, and he's 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 always like, you know, when he's in Peru, he's got to get some of the some of this herb because it's so powerful and good. But you can't get it unless you go unless you sail in a wooden boat for nineteen months to get to this place. So 
it's just amazing that we have all of this, uh, all these incredible natural supplements. Uh, it's actually a benefit of globalization, not globalism, but globalization, the uh, shortening of geographic distances that we can now get all of this incredible stuff that 100 or 200 years ago it would be impossible to get a hold of. Uh, but the people in the localities where these uh, herbs naturally occur uh, were aware of their effects and took advantage of them, uh, and yet it wasn't available to to people elsewhere in the world. And really, we just um, you know are, are helping to bring you stuff that uh, was unavailable before. Anyway, it's it's all uh, very fascinating. By the way, before we go out to break here, uh, forget Madeline Albright. A more important person is dead. Stephen E. Wilhite, creator of the GIF, dead at seventy four. Uh, Stephen Wilhite worked at an online service provider, CompuServe, in the 1980s and created the graphics interchange format, GIF, in 1987. I know most people say GIF, but uh, most people are wrong. They're wrong about this, and they don't know what they're talking about. Here from uh, Wikipedia, Wilhite's name comes up frequently in debates over the pronunciation of the GIF acronym. The Oxford English Dictionary accepts both, both pronunciations, Wilhite said. They are wrong. It is a soft G, pronounced GIF. End of story. The intended pronunciation deliberately echoes the American peanut butter brand Jif. It's also because it was something rapid and quick, like in a jiffy. Uh, so I think out of respect for this man and his brilliant uh, invention, we should all start pronouncing it correctly and stop making me feel weird for saying it right. Just saying this is this is what it's like as an info warrior. You say Jif, and everybody's like, oh, you say Jif? Oh, that's weird. We all say GIF. And it's like, well, you're all wrong. I, I don't know what to tell you. You're all wrong. Just like my name is not uh, Harrison because my mom named me Harrison. And she gets to decide what my name is. So the guy who created the thing gets to decide what the name is. And, of course, General George Washington is not General Gorge Goshington. So, uh, you know, just pronounce it right from now on, okay? The eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities. They ran full-page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda in the New York Times, other major newspapers, that the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four-and-a-half-year-old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have that communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding, is our normal biological actions are coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. All right, folks, welcome back uh, to the American Journal. It looks like we have some great callers on the line. We'll go to all of you in just a second. Let's just give you a, a little brief overview about what the latest in Ukraine is because things seem to be simultaneously heating up and slowing down, just like, just like always. We're getting uh, these various uh, conflicting reports. What seems to be happening, just as an overview, is that Russia still is continuing its march into Ukraine. It doesn't show any signs of slowing down. Looks like Ukraine is getting a little bit desperate. It looks like the people on our side are desperately trying to 
not let that happen. They're desperate to bring NATO into the conflict, bring the EU into the conflict, bring nuclear weapons and American K into the conflict for for something, for some reason, because because our values, I guess, because our way of life. Because if you're not against us, you're if you're not with us, you're against us, or because Russians hate our freedom. I'm not even sure what excuse they're using anymore. It's like they've done away with the idea that you have to actually make the case to the American people because they just have the American people programmed to when they say Russia bad, all of the NPCs to go, okay, Russia bad now. And anything and and every cost is worth paying and every measure is worth taking when it comes to fighting Russia because they're bad and it's an existential crisis because everything now is an existential crisis because when you phrase things as an existential crisis, you invoke a fear response and an emotional response that overrides logic and allows you to do things that you wouldn't be able to do otherwise. It's why COVID was so convenient for them. It's why Russia now is being portrayed as, again, an existential crisis for America when in reality it has Quite literally nothing to do with us, the American people. It has a lot to do with Biden and his cronies and uh, the various other corrupt elements in our government that have been using Ukraine as a stuck pig for a little while. So here's the latest. Putin demands unfriendly countries pay for Russian gas in rubles. Uh, He wants – of course, he provides 45 percent of the exports to – or the imports of – European national gas, uh, natural gas, and so if they want to buy from uh, Putin, they now have to purchase rubles first before they do so. That is an attempt to counteract some of the measures taken by the West. And again, why would you go toe-to-toe with the person who controls your energy supply? Would have been much better if you'd listened to Donald Trump and not been so reliant on Russia just as a strategic you know, thought game here. Just – Just think about what you're doing before you do it for a little while. Instead, they're thinking with their uh, wallets, and now they're um, they're paying the price. Here's a just kind of hilarious story. Well, I'll I'll get to that in just a second. I'll get to that in just a second. Don't worry. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Transgenders, Ukraine. But first, Russia wants cyber treaty, quote, before it's too late. U.S. hopes world rejects it. Of course, we get told over and over about the threat of a cyber attack, uh, cybersecurity is the utmost importance. Everybody's telling us to expect a new cyber attack with, with the same conditions as COVID, right? This is what Klaus Schwab said. He's like, a COVID-like cyber attack could come. And it's like, so what are you planning exactly, Klaus? Well, what exactly are you trying to warn us about here? Because clearly you have something that you're ready to roll out. A senior State Department official has told Newsweek that the United States is calling on the world to reject an appeal by Russia's top cyber diplomat to engage in efforts to establish a global treaty to avoid an all-out war in the digital realm. The appeal was delivered a day earlier to Newsweek via the Kremlin's special representative for cooperation in the field of information security. Ahead of a key meeting to be held Monday at the United Nations headquarters in New York by the United Nations open-ended working group dedicated to cybersecurity efforts. Uh, So this person says that Admits the reality of modern life being impossible without information and communication technologies. The main task is not to frighten each other with digital means, but to try to reach an agreement before it's too late. But the powers that be in our country aren't interested in ending a conflict before it's too late. They're interested in starting a conflict and then taking advantage of the chaos that it causes. So we're not interested in this uh, cyber treaty. So when you hear them 
warning you about cyber attacks from Russia, just know that as we speak right now, they're rejecting a diplomatic and peaceful opportunity to uh, mitigate this threat, just like they did in Ukraine when we had multiple diplomatic meetings where we could have mitigated or come to some sort of compromise to prevent the war in in, uh, Ukraine, but we didn't. We blew that because we didn't want to because we want the war in Ukraine because, well, they're a death cult and they, you know, war goes a lot of, uh, you know, contributes a lot to that effort. Meanwhile, the U.S. government finds Russian forces have committed war crimes in Ukraine. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken said Wednesday that the U.S. government assesses that members of the Russian forces have committed war crimes in Ukraine. Which I know if it's if there's one thing that the U- United States government is stalwartly opposed to, it's war crimes. Have I mentioned that we're all mourning Madeleine Albright? Have I mentioned that yet? Have I mentioned that John McCain is a hero and can't be questioned? Have I mentioned that uh, Kintanji Brown Jackson uh, should be raked over the coals for daring to question George H.W. Bush or George W. Bush or Donald Rumsfeld, who are all squeaky clean and definitely not war criminals? You just know all of these people are now scumbags. I was trying to think of a better word, but scumbags is a good word, a bag of scum. That's who these people are. And uh, they have no morals and no, you know, soul and no compunction about anything. And everything they say is uh, completely false and designed only to elicit their desired response from you and the wider public. They don't care about war crimes. They could care less about international treaties or laws or dictates from the UN. It's whatever appeases them they're in favor of and whatever opposes them is an existential threat that you have to sacrifice your life to destroy. These people don't care about war crimes. They commit them. Meanwhile, Biden arrives in Brussels for EU G7 NATO summits and will urge more sanctions. Zelensky is asking NATO for military assistance without restrictions, (laughs) which is Hilarious, honestly. Uh, Ukrainian uh, President Zelensky told NATO representatives Thursday that in order to save people in our cities, Ukraine needs military assistance without restrictions. So he's basically saying that all of Western Europe and the United States has to get into open warfare with Russia to save him and his presidency alone, right? Not saving the people of Ukraine. He could abdicate the presidency and save the people of Ukraine, but his personal aggrandizement is more important to him than millions of lives. So that's what we're, uh, that's what we're focused on. He says, NATO has yet to show what the uh, alliance can do to save people. Well, NATO is not there to just save anybody anytime. NATO is an alliance between nation states who form a defensive pact to, def- to defend each other, a military agreement to support each other uh, in armed conflict. You're not a part of that alliance. So why should they defend you? That's the point of alliances. It's like, what, what is he talking about? Honestly, what is he talking about? What, NATO wasn't saving you know, Russians in eastern Ukraine from the shelling from the western Ukrainian government, the Azov Battalion. Should they save them? Should they just get involved in every military conflict? It's just they're desperate to um, continue and expand this conflict including the EU approving implementation of a rapid response military force to be used during times of crisis. So the EU is now creating an army of 5,000 that will be deployed in a moment's notice that will deal with issues in times of crisis. Now, doesn't mean, doesn't mean they can't create the crisis, right? So they create the crisis. They say, oh, we need a rapid response force for this. Quick, quick, create an army to deal with this crisis that we've caused. 
European Union's foreign and defense ministers reached an agreement on Monday and a strategic strategy that provides for up to 5,000 troops to be swiftly deployed in times of crisis. As part of the newly approved strategic compass strategy, the rapid deployment force will be able to conduct land as well as sea exercises and, quote, enhance military mobility, according to an EU webpage. So they've been trying to get an EU army for years. They've been trying to create an army of the EU that could be used to oppress uh, nation states at the behest of this largely unelected uh, bureaucratic body. Uh, and they've really been unable to do so because an explicit point of the EU was that it was supposed to be a monetary common market and not be a military alliance, but they want to turn it into one. They want to expand the power that the EU has, and they've been unable to do that. So now they're taking advantage of this crisis to get the foot in the door, a little 5,000 mobility units now. And I'm sure it'll stop with that, right? I'm sure five years from now, this one little seed of of military will not have bloomed into a massive army to rival NATO, except it will, of course, because that's what these people want, and they'll do it unless we stop them. Ladies and gentlemen, I need your help. I need your help keeping InfoWars on the air and strong. I need your help making sure that our mission continues on. I was born for this. You were born for this. And people are really waking up right now. But we had to build our own infrastructure because of the censorship and deplatforming that cost tens of millions of dollars. And now, with Bandot Video getting close to 10 million views a day, we're a platform for thousands of independent journalists and groups to be able to post their content free of charge. And because it's become so successful, it's a catch-22. InfoWars and Bandot Video have become a mothership promoting the pro-human liberty movement worldwide. But the expenses in bandwidth alone are millions of dollars a quarter, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars a month. So the biggest sale in InfoWars history is going right now, the mega emergency blowout sale, up to 75% off, get incredible products, and keep InfoWars as strong as ever. It's time to show them what a real alpha male looks like with one of our most powerful products ever made, Alpha Power. As you age, your body can lose testosterone over time. With the incredible ingredients in this formula, we can help you beat the test of time and assist in restoring that lost energy and mood that comes with time and age. Alpha Power's incredible ingredients can help you boost your sports performance or enhance your day-to-day -day life with ease while encouraging hormonal balance. Perfect by itself or with super male vitality in the true alpha male path. Alpha Power can help boost performance, help maintain normal testosterone levels, support healthy cholesterol, and more. Let Alpha Power help bring you to the peak of your optimal health. Don't fall short on energy in the fight against tyranny. Show the world what a true alpha male looks like today with Alpha Power. Head to InfoWarsStore.com today. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Never let a good crisis go to waste. That is the. It sort of sums up the entire mindset of the globalists, except there's a little addendum to it, which is create the crisis in the first place, right? Create the crisis and then don't let it go to waste. Convenient little uh, paradigm they've established. So of course, as they move to create an EU army and uh, further expand the conflict with Russia because uh, 
you know, the other option is to allow the corrupt Ukrainian government to uh, step down. And that's unacceptable because they represent uh, the, the, the world community, or whatever they say, the international community of like a couple billionaires. But things are getting a little heated. Putin's spokesperson says Kremlin will only use nuclear weapons if Russia's existence is threatened. Dmitry Peskov's comments come amid concerns Ukraine war could escalate. The Kremlin has demanded that NATO troops be pulled back from the Eastern Front. Peskov, who is a longtime ally of Russia's President Vladimir Putin, did not elaborate on what Russia would consider an existential threat, but he said we have a concept of domestic security and it's public. You can read all the reasons for nuclear arms to be used, Peskov said. So if it's an existential threat to our country, then we can then it can be used in accordance with that concept. There are no other reasons that are mentioned in that text, he said in a farther reference to the country's security concept. But of course, uh, we have our own uh, propagandists to tell us what's re- what they really think. I know you're, he's like, look, we have a treaty and it lines out the times that we would use a nuclear weapon. You can read it right here, existential threat. So if that happens, then yeah, you can see here it's published. We'll use nuclear weapons. And then the, uh, the good guys in the international community come out and say, actually, what he means to say is that, quote, if Russia isn't treated as he wants, then everything will be destroyed. Well, it's not what he's, it's not what he said. It's not in line with anything he said or even remotely no, no semblance of reality in that statement, but it's okay. It's fear, right? Russia's just like, look, if we are attacked, we must attack back. You cannot threaten our existence and expect us not to retaliate. And they're like, oh, so you're saying if you don't get your way, you'll destroy everything? It's like, no, that's not what I said. You're saying that if you destroy everything? This just in. Russia says they'll destroy everything if they don't get their way. And it's just like, okay, you're a bunch of warmongering, psychopath, dishonest Dirtbags, dirtbags, scumbags. I, you know, it's, it's, it's a good word. I can't help it. Can't help but say it. When we're surrounded by scumbags, I got to say the word a lot. But the question is, what would be considered an existential threat? What does it even mean, existential threat? What could be an existential threat to Russia? We have no idea. But of course, there's this nuclear warhead deployment spotted in UK amid NATO's burgeoning Russia crisis. A British nuclear armed convoy was seen heading to an arms depot in Scotland amid rising tensions between NATO and Russia as Moscow forges on with its invasion of Ukraine. The military convoy, which is said to be carrying up to six nuclear warheads, was spotted on the motorway only half a mile from Glasgow's city center as it headed to the Royal Navy Armament Depot in Loch Long, according to uh, Nuke Watch. Uh, the spokesperson for Nuke Watch, or a UK campaigner of Nuke Watch, said, quote, there must be some reasoning in this madness, but they never enlighten us as to what that is, noting that there has not been a nuclear warhead transportation in UK since October of 2021. Reports state that the recent activities of the nuclear convoy may be a way of sending a message to Russian President Vladimir Putin, which I'm sure he's, he's very scared now. He's very scared about the Russian. Now, they're, they're, they're literally driving us towards nuclear annihilation. And they could care less because it's, it's the Dr. Strange love paradigm. They will survive. They will be better at the end of the day if everybody else were to be turned into radioactive dust. And so they're fine with it. Here's a hilarious story from Ukraine. You're a guy. Go to war. Transgender women turned away at Ukraine's borders, told they must fight. <laughs> this used to be a thing, right? Uh, people who didn't want to fight in the war would, would dress up as women and try to blend in to the refugees to avoid uh, uh, being uh, drafted or, or you know forced to fight for their country but now they're trans women so I guess it's confusing 
hilarious. Ukraine is blocking transgender women, biological males, from fleeing to neighboring uh, countries as refugees. (laughs) But I'm a woman. (laughs) But I'm just a poor woman. I I shouldn't have to fight. (laughs) It's just – it's amazing how how sex and gender – applies sometimes and doesn't apply others right it's uh it's great it's amazing but don't worry if the transgender community is able to escape ukraine with the women and the children uh then they can find a wonderful life of fulfilling work as sex workers in germany eu transgender sex work group offers ukrainian refugees help to quote start sex work in germany because these people are hateful anti-human weirdos man can you imagine just like I'm a refugee from a war-torn country. And it's just like, well, we can help you. You're a prostitute now. Put this chain around your neck. You belong to us, and your body will be used for pleasure until you expire. (laughs) Wow, you're horrific. No, we're helping them. We're helping the transgenders by turning them into sex workers because we don't want them to be exploited. So take your clothes off for money. Incredible. Selective Service uh, has good news. They say in the event of a draft, our agency would partner with FEMA to provide opportunities for conscientious objectors objectors to ensure our nation keeps moving forward. Learn about alternative service at sss.gov slash contentious objectors. So I think this is great. If you don't want to go to war, FEMA will just make you a slave instead. So it's great. It's like we know that you don't want to have to be drafted to fight a war for the benefit of Joe Biden's family, you know, a crime family. We understand that. So instead, FEMA will just enslave you to work for them instead. I'm telling you, war is just the most convenient thing for these people. They they love it. It's just it's the it's the excuse they need to just enslave the entire nation quite literally, whether it's forcing people to fight or forcing their civilian activity to comport to the uh, desires of the military industrial complex they are just salivating at the thought of war breaking out and being able to uh, invoke selective service let's bring up the call screen guys so uh, we can go to calls here i do want to remind you go to infowarstore.com right now there's a massive sale 75 percent off many of our top selling products infowarstore.com save infowars it's the only way to do it fizzy magnesium 25 percent off vitamin d3 gummies 25 percent off found a very interesting article about vitamin D uh, that I'll get to in just a little bit. Sum it up, let's just say it's unbelievably important in a myriad of different ways that you get your vitamin D supplementation. And whether it's early in life or late in life for you, vitamin D3 is a necessary component in your well-being. And you can get it now in gummy form, so it's delicious and nutritious at InfoWarsStore.com. With that, we go out to the phone lines. 22 in Wisconsin says Russia and Ukraine – uh, has a comment about Russia and Ukraine related to Balkans and Serbia and Madeleine Albright. Thanks for calling in. 22, you're on the air. Hi, uh, Harry Potter. Uh, actually, it's Toto. I don't know how they oh, mixed Toto. it up. It's 2 2 or <laughs> 22, 2 2, 22. Sorry. All right, Toto. Uh, maybe the call screener was drinking last night with Jonesy or something. Maybe, uh, maybe could, I was drinking. Could very, could uh, very but, well uh, be. I wanted to make some uh, Balkan fans about, uh, you know, with uh, the current events with uh, Ukraine and Russia and, uh, of course, Madeleine Albright, the butcher of Belgrade, um, being consumed in a lake of hundreds of thousands of children ripping her apart right now, probably, you know, with ju- after judgment passing or whatever phantasmical things um, judgment between her and God comes up with. But... Um, I wanted to come up with a new Slavic organization. I wanted to throw this idea uh, by you uh, called SAD, uh, S 
S-L-A-H-D. The H is silent, uh, silent, and it's uh, Slavic against horny Democrats. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm just concerned of, of this, this rampant pandemic across the world that every time some weird, kinky sex stuff happens with Democrats in America, some Slavic country gets to bombed to the Stone Age or some war breaks out for some reason. You know, and I wanted to hear your opinions and thoughts on that. And then I have a joke, too, if we have time. Well, I love it. Explain this a little bit, because what you're referencing is the fact that uh, Bill Clinton, when he was impeached for sexual impropriety, uh, his solution to this was to bomb the hell out of Serbia. Is that what you're referencing? Yes, yes. You know, uh, there was the wars then, you know, and then, you know, um, not only that was, you know, it's a distraction tactic and it sucks all the air out of the room. But, you know, the whole region has been plagued with wars for a very long time, you know, and I guess it's just thanks to, you know, a good thank you for Nikola Tesla. You know, we mm. give you guys Nikola Tesla and you just bomb us with DU that still we have the highest cancer rates in the world per capita, you know, and we're Holocaust survivors worse than the Jews. Serbs had more people killed in the Holocaust from the Nazis ratio wise than any other group because we took the full brunt of the Nazi army going east to face Russia to buy Russia some time so they could fight the Nazis in the winter while they were wearing their springtime uniforms and fall uniforms. Yeah, so, no, you, you, uh, it's man, a big mess. No, you make, you make such a good point. We should elaborate this on the other side. Uh, thank you so much uh, for the call, Toto. Uh, you're going to have to call in uh, tomorrow to give us your jokes. i got to get to some other calls, but uh, we'll revisit um, this idea of the... Uh, the Serbian distraction. Every time Democrats get into trouble, Serbia pays the price in lives. It's a good point. Well made. If I had to describe with just one word the brainwashing, the mind control, the asleep prance that the general public is in, the best word would actually be the people are lost. Just like you're lost to sleep or lost in a bad nightmare or you're in a car wreck and get knocked out and you've lost your bearings because you are totally dizzy and confused. You have a concussion. And that's what the globalists have done. They have stunned us. They have put us into a position of not knowing our bearings. And then Klaus Schwab recently came out and gave a speech he called The Great New Narrative where he brags how the public is lost. How the culture and the media has been driven to make sure the people are all alone so they can now guide humanity over the edge of a cliff. That's what their great reset is. They need darkness to thrive. The light lives at InfoWars.com. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. Uh, we're going to go directly out to your phone lines in this hour. Let's go to uh, Tim in Seattle, who called in yesterday but uh, wants to finish up what he was saying yesterday. Thanks for calling in. Tim, you're on the air. Hey, Harrison. How's it going? I'm going to bother you. you again. But uh, I just want to let everybody know that there was some controversy. We're holding a, a march on the 26th in downtown Seattle to celebrate our freedoms to make sure that the government knows that we are not going to turn away from the what they put us through. And the march is still going. There was some controversy because of some Antifa threats, but everybody knows that Antifa is a tiger, and freedom is way more important than our fear. 
So I just want to let everybody know that the march in downtown Seattle, the March for Freedom, is happening at 1 p.m. Westlake, Westlake Plaza. So downtown Seattle, 1 p.m., what is that, Saturday? Saturday, yes, Saturday. And uh, Saturday, coming up. It's going to be large. It'll be about maybe between 700 to 1,000 people there. Oh, fantastic. And, and so I think what, what happened was there was supposed to be like a TPOSA speech or something, right? And they canceled with because of the threats from Antifa, which is what you do, right? If a bully threatens you, you just you give in immediately because, you know, then, then that will convince or, them not to do it again, right? I mean, it's so stupid. But it, or you raise a little bit of money and wait for the Antifa threat and then back out and collect the cash. Oh, or yeah. The other. Mm, that's very convenient. So while that speaking event may have been canceled by cowards, the march will go on and the American people Absolutely. will continue to – impose their freedom in the faces of uh, Antifa. Amen, brother. Amen. Fantastic. InfoWars Army. Well, I, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be with you in spirit, and I hope uh, the crowd is large and rambunctious, and I hope you stay safe because while Antifa is a paper tiger, it's also composed of psych- psychotic gremlins uh, that have— uh, Democrats, city council members, <laughs> you know, governor staff. You people, know, people with nothing like to lose, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So, all right. Thank you so much for that call, Tim. And uh, I, I wish you all the Thanks success in the world. I, I'm excited to uh, to see how it turns out. Thanks for that. Let's go now to Jayhawk Patriot in Kansas, who wants to remind viewers on the uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene call to action. Uh, what, what's this about, Jayhawk? Hey, good morning, Harrison. Hey, you're doing a great job this week. Thanks for everything you do. Thank you. Hey, yeah. Hey, I got a couple quick things. Uh, but the first thing I want to remind all our patriots is. What Marjorie Taylor Green put out is fabulous. Every patriot for InfoWars needs to call that number, 202-225-3121. It's direct to the Senate switchboard. And remind every senator over and over and over, we do not want Katenji Brown-Jackson. We do not want her in there. We want the gap stopped. We want the mass stopped. Just keep reminding them. Just flood them for the next month. We've got we've got to turn the tide and especially spread it to your family and friends across the nation and Democrat states. We need to hammer all those Dems too. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean, you know, who knows if if the Dems can be convinced, but the Republicans have to be told what to do. I, I mean, they, uh, you know, they're they're completely weak, and you need to call in and voice your opinion to them because I think they do listen to it right i mean these people you don't you don't get elected to public office without being desperate for public approval right so uh you know if you can if you can get a lot of people to call in and express the same message over and over which is we do not want contingy brown jackson and we we really should be doing way more but just on that note uh thanks for the call jayhawk but here's the story from yeah, the Guardian. two quick things too okay hey, go ahead hey on that too we also need to do the the under five-year-old uh Moderna, Moderna announced yesterday that they're they're seeking FDA approval yep. for six months old to five years old. Yep. This is atrocious. We've, I mean, I've been hammering our TV stations. I got them to drop all the pregnancy ads mm. and all the under five when Pfizer was doing it around Halloween, but now they're going to do it again. I mean, we have got to just hammer all our senators, hammer your TV stations, hammer your radio stations that are this propaganda, all those ads need to come off. Yeah, however you need to get involved and however you need to make your ver- your voice heard, silence is no longer an option. Ignoring this stuff is no longer an option. Uh, you know, quietly despairing about this is not an option at all. We have to fight back. We have to make noise. It's the only way to get what we want. 
You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Second hour of American Journal brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com. Massive sale on now. Take advantage of 75% off some of our top-selling products. Now, uh, that last caller, Jayhawk, brought up the uh, affirmative action nominee for the Supreme Court. So I thought I'd just take a little gander at this article from The Guardian. And, you know, it's like you try to... You try to, to put into words who these people are and, and how despicable and evil they really are, and it's almost impossible. It's almost like, like you need, we need to see a movie, like something like uh, House of Cards, you know, something that just shows the behind the scenes just how hypocritical these people are, not just in a typical hypocrite way where it's – Oh, he says one thing and does another. He says not to smoke, but he smokes. He says you need to exercise, but he doesn't exercise. Like that's being a hypocrite, right? This is being a psychopath. This is being either insane or wanting to impose insanity on others, gaslight others, right? It it reminds me really of like The Sopranos where you have somebody who like kills somebody else and then they show up at their funeral and is crying and – you know, weeping about what a great guy they were. And you're sitting there going, you're the one that killed him. Like, it's, it's something sick. Like, it hurts your soul to see that type of stuff. It's, like, really viscerally disgusting to see people that two-faced, right? And it really, you really only see it in, in its full form in, like, fiction because, because it's almost impossible to, to really elaborate on this stuff. But this is the, the sense that I get as I read this headline from The Guardian. Republicans turn Kintanji Brown-Jackson hearing into a political circus, saying, quote, solemn proceedings of confirmation hearing took a nosedive into farce with bizarre moments in Jackson's epic inquisition. And it's just like, you're just, I'm sure we all are, just picturing the absolute chaos around the previous nominees, around the Republican nominees. It was a madhouse. It was people trying to like clawing at the door of the Senate and screaming. They all had and remember before the, the nominee was even announced, they'd handed out blank signs, signs that were like, say no to, and then it was a line, and they were like, just wait until they announce and then write in the name. Like total circus, total absolute farcical madness going on on full blast. Turn it up to eleven, and it's just the banshee screeches of insanity for for a month, right? as they quite literally try to tear down the door of the Senate hearing where this is taking place, and you have uh, protesters interrupting the proceedings, and you you know reduce a man to tears and force him to bring out his high school journal to prove that he didn't rape a woman who for 30-plus years never said anything about it. I mean it's just for these people to call the Kintanji Brown-Jackson hearing a circus is – is unbelievable is unbelievable that they get away with this and that i get i mean that they think people are stupid enough not to know what's going on but i guess people are like i guess i guess we are i guess the american people like you know they write this and i guess people read it and go those republicans they're so evil they're always making a mockery of these solemn proceedings that we love so very much this democracy we hold so dear as they're burning an american flag right 
I mean, it's just, it's just unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. <laughs> Ted Cruz chose to focus on critical race theory, the years-old academic theory that has become the latest conservative hot-button issue in his, quest- uh, in his questioning, spoke volumes about the brutal social issue politics of today's republican party that he did so to a black woman whoa 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 a black what i'm I'm sorry i'm sorry a black what no 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 there's no such thing as woman there's no such thing as women i mean everything to these people is projection everything to these people is some sort of conspiracy by the right sorry let me let me finish that sentence. I got distracted by the word woman, which doesn't exist and cannot be defined. That he, that he did so by, yeah, is this author a biologist? Ed Plinkington? Are you a biologist? Ed Plinkington of The Guardian? I doubt it. Quote, that he did so because, uh, that he did so to a black woman, Linthy exchanged the astringency of a racial dog whistle. That's right. It was a racial dog whistle. Ted Cruz is just a, a virulent racist, and that's why he brought up this topic of discussion that has dominated headlines for the last year and a half and again it's not that republicans made up something called critical race theory and then just started pushing that out of nowhere it's like the democrats do something horrific and and just objectionable and just awful right like teaching children to to focus on race and you know indoctrinating children to the extent that little black kids beat the crap out of a little white kid and yell this is for slavery like that's what they do to kids and then republicans eventually once all of this gets put into place realize what's happening and they go whoa 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 what is this we don't like this at all and then it's like okay racist okay you conspiracy theorist the latest republican talking point is critical race theory (laughs) which they're making up so it's just like everything is projection everything is deception everything is 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 sleight of hand manipulation it's just we can't live with these people man we you cannot treat these people in any respectable way like you want to make this into a farce the entire thing is a farce the farcical thing is to sit here and act like this is a a serious debate going on to act like like both sides are just legitimately expressing their concerns one side is under constant attack and every time they try to defend themselves they get beaten down as racist and and nazis and the other side is just continually on the attack like rabid dogs ripping out the throats of their fellow americans and, and being pat on the head by a bunch of billionaires and, you know, media tycoons uh, for the, you know, for, for carrying out their orders. The years old academic theory. Yeah, it's, it's years old. It's an academic theory. Sure, there's, but, and it's like, so Ted Cruz prints out a book from this anti-racist baby book to point out, like, this is what being, this is what's being taught to children. This is what's informing the youth. This is the mindset that is informing the lack of, legitimate sentencing and the equity and, and racial crime type of nonsense that is allowing criminals to go free or just you know taking race into account as you try to establish justice so it's like he prints out this photo to be like look here it is giant giant blown up poster showing you what's really going on and they see this poster and they go, it's a years old academic theory that doesn't have any effect on anything and that book doesn't exist. It's like it's – and then they're questioning like why would, he, why would he blow up this big? They say he turned theatrically to an outsized blow up of a children's book, Anti-Racist, Anti-Racist Baby by Ibram X. Kindy. 
So it's like, you know, it's like here's this book that expresses exactly what he's talking about, and then they're like, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist, and, and he blew up this book, which is cartoonish and, and theatrical, uh, but also it doesn't exist, and stop paying attention to it, and he's racist for asking the question, and these Republicans have no respect for the time-honored tradition of this Supreme Court hearing, something that we would never take advantage of or minimize by introducing fabricated accusations in order to derail this thing we love so much, our, our humble democracy that we fight for on a daily basis. And it's just, I, I don't know, These, they're worse than mafi, mafioso. They're worse than serial killers. I'm telling you, man, it, they're, they're, they're so dishonest. And it's all in exactly the same kind of kind of path, right? Like if you, if you watch true crime stuff and you listen to people who you know, like that's what's fascinating about you know, watching, you know, like body language type videos and stuff where they're, because you're seeing somebody try to lie. You're seeing somebody really for their, for their life, try to convince you of something that you know to be untrue, right? There's somebody that we know killed somebody else and there they are in the police interrogation room. And if they can't convince these police that they didn't do it, they're going to jail for the rest of their life. Couldn't be higher stakes, right? So they're really trying everything they can to uh, you know, convince the other side that, that what they're saying is true. And you see all the same tactics, all the same manipulations, all of the same methods of dissimulation where it's all, you know, well, I'm the victim here. And and it's like, well, you don't have an ex- you don't have a reason to believe me. So the fact that you don't believe me means you're being discriminatory towards me, even though I am lying at the end of the day. Like It's all the same tactics because there's just a there's just something incorporeal and evil at the heart of all of these people our world is so full of hype we are force-fed dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media by the controlled churches and the universities why is this the case because we innately by god have been given the keys to our own minds our own psyches our own souls and by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements. Our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. The first 10 amendments to our country's constitution were adopted in 1791. The first of these broadly protects the rights of free speech and free press. Free speech means the free and public expression of opinions without censorship, interference, and restraint by the government. 231 years later, free speech across America is under chronic and insidious attack. GCN is under attack. Your freedom is currently under siege from those who do not want you to know the truth. I'm asking our fellow broadcasters and you to rise up and help us defend our right to continue telling you the truth. Would you like to join us? If so, please consider visiting SaveGCN.com. SaveGCN.com. You may click follow, share, give, and pray. You may select all of those choices. I'm Vincent Finelli. 
You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. of Kintanji Brown Jackson to the Supreme Court represents a major title shift in our nation away from freedom, away from justice, away from the rule of law where justice is blind. Like what, you know, the symbol of justice, right? It's such a, it's such a beautifully complete image. It's a woman, Right blindfolded with a scale in one hand and a sword in the other, right? What, is that, what does that represent? Justice being blind means obviously it, it doesn't take into account anything other than justice. Like that, that's it. It's not, it doesn't take into account who it is, who they are, what, they're, what they do, what race they are, what gender they are. None of that matters to justice. Justice should be blind to all of that stuff. What do the scales represent? They represent reality right the scales of the scales of justice you weigh the accusations versus the defense whichever one comes out on top that's that's what it is right it's it's not a scale with a brick on one side already to to weight it in one way over the others it has to be even it has to be perfectly balanced and it has to be uh uh, factual right un un tainted by you know, personal input or any of this other stuff. It has to, like, you know, there's there's a a meme that was going around. It was uh, a bunch of overweight women smashing uh, a smashing scales, right? And they're like, "Take that, patriarchy! We're smashing scales." And it's like the scales don't represent patriarchy. The scales are just a scientific reading of mass. Like, <laughs> you're, what you're what you're fighting against is just reality. Is just a factual interpretation of what is. Right, and so this sort of, this sort of symbolic of of where we are now, where just what is an individual justice, and then of course the sword is the punishment, is the vicious and violent many times conclusion to justice that demands recompense, and that's what the sword is for. So, what what would the new statue of justice be? Obviously, it would it would have the look right. It'd be it'd be like an obese black woman, like whatever this look is. <laughs> did, y'all, did I print that out? <laughs> it was that woman, Anna Navarro, t- tweeted out something that's like the look. The everyone knows this look. It's the look of women that are sick of being trodden over. And it's like it's more of just like a. I guess, I guess the, the modern term would be like the Karen look, where it's just like, sweetie, oh sweetie, you think that. There's reality. No, I've made up a bunch of words to convince you that reality doesn't exist except what's ever in my mind. Okay, sweetheart. Uh, it's, it's ridiculous. So I, I don't know what the yeah, – yeah, this. This is the look developed after a lifetime of being a woman of color and having to put up with absurdities, mansplaining, micro, big aggressions, and all sorts of BS. It's just like, no, that's just – I think we used to refer to it as resting bitch face. It's just like the condescending sneer of un- unpleasant people. That's, that's what that is, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We're in, we're in a brave new world here. 
So let's talk about justice, individual justice, uh, cultural justice, all these other sorts of justices that they're trying to um, create now. Washington State School Board's race-based discipline system, white students will be punished more harshly than non-whites for the same offense. This can be found at VDARE. A Washington school board butted heads over a new student discipline policy that considers a student's race before deciding on a punishment. The Clover Park School District debated its new culturally responsive student discipline policy. It means student discipline would not be consistent based on conduct. Instead, a school considers a student's race and background. It would likely offer harsher punishment to white students, even if the conduct is identical to that of a black or Hispanic students. The culturally responsive policy impacts every Washington school district. As Democrats passed a law institutionalizing critical race theory in student discipline. The Clover Park School Board adopted a revised student discipline policy at its March 14th meeting by a vote of three to two. At times, the meeting was contentious as two board members argued it's wrong to use race to determine punishment. The district is majority minority with 28% white students. So white students are the minority in this Uh, school district, but don't think that's going to get them off the hook. No, they'll be punished even more harshly than otherwise, because when we look at who's a minority and who's a majority, we're looking at the national population, not the world population. If it's the world population, then whites are the minority, right? There's more African people, there's more Asian people, there's more Hispanic people than white people. Uh, So if we're looking at it in a globalized sense, then white people are the minority and should be given all of the the benefits that that minorities uh, appreciate, or if you're doing it on a district level, then in this case, whites with only 28% of white students, they're the minority here. But when you take an an arbitrary thing like the the national population makeup, then you can consider whites majority, even if they're in the minority, and you can oppress them and impose sanctions on them uh, based on them being the majority when, in in fact, they're uh, the, the least represented in their area. So they say to make student discipline outcomes more equitable, the policy must meet, quote, individual students' needs in a culturally responsive manner via culturally responsive discipline. The state officially defines culturally responsive as knowledge of student cultural histories and contexts, as well as family norms and values in different cultures, knowledge and skills in assessing community resources and community and parent outreach, and skills in adapting instruction to students' experiences and identifying cultural contexts for individual students. That's a lot of words to say down with Whitey, but that's essentially what it's saying here. In practice, it means favorable treatment, treatment of racial minorities, unless those minorities are white people, in which case it still means inequitable treatment to those white people. But again, this is like that, that Ryan Long skit where it's the woke and the racist uh, agreeing on everything. I mean if I, can, if I can put on my racist hat here for a minute and just interpret this through the eyes of somebody that actually holds legitimately racist views, uh, I would agree completely with this because these people are saying – Essentially, you're, they're referring there. They're like, are you dispersing discipline across ethnicities and racial groups equitably, right? Are you, so are you disciplining African-American boys more than you're disciplining white boys, right? So are you paying attention to all of that in your data? Now, what is not interpreted in the data is are African-American boys doing things that require discipline more than white boys? You don't take that into account. You only take the outcome, the, dis- the number of disciplinary actions taken, divide that by race, and if it's unequal, then that's bad and that's actually racism, regardless of what's actually behind it. We're, we're familiar with this paradigm already. But then they say this, and again, this, I, th- I, I assume this is a person who's arguing, uh, like, 
you, you tell me what you think this is. He says, what are their backgrounds, ethnicity? The sort of thing can be commented in a way about it. Then asking classroom teachers and administrators who dispense that discipline, or I'm sorry, where, where he says uh, this, he's, says, what if, you know, just saying like in my background, what if that type of rule that we broke is more acceptable in my house, right? Versus your house. They're talking about stealing a piece of pizza. And he says, and you know, when I'm talking to them like, hey, you know, actually I thought it was okay because I thought it was fine to grab a piece of pizza before anybody else because in my house I'm allowed to do that, right? So it's just like, yeah, you know, black people are just naturally criminal. So are you going to blame them for, for acting, you know, inappropriately at school when at home they're encouraged to steal from one another and, and commit crimes? Like, are, you know, are you going to punish black children for being in a culture that celebrates criminality? I don't think you should. It's like you're – you know you sound pretty racist right now, right? You know that's a pretty horrific thing to say, but – this is what's happening. This is our new world. This is critical race theory. It's it's just racism in a different form. It's just, you know, racism that's been used as a weapon against white people. Just, it's great. Ladies and gentlemen, I need your help. I need your help keeping InfoWars on the air and strong. I need your help making sure that our mission continues on. I was born for this. You were born for this. And people are really waking up right now. But we had to build our own infrastructure because of the censorship and deplatforming that cost tens of millions of dollars. And now, with Bandot Video getting close to 10 million views a day, we're a platform for thousands of independent journalists and groups to be able to post their content free of charge. And because it's become so successful, it's a catch-22. InfoWars and Bandot Video have become a mothership promoting the pro-human liberty movement worldwide. But the expenses in bandwidth alone are millions of dollars a quarter, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars a month. So the biggest sale in InfoWars history is going right now, the mega emergency blowout sale, up to 75% off, get incredible products, and keep InfoWars as strong as ever. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. Let's go directly out to your calls. We've got Lady Liberty in Florida. Thanks for calling in, Lady Liberty. You're on the air. Hey, Harrison. How are you this morning? Good, thank you. How are you? Good. So I had a mantra and a um, prayer that I wrote that I wanted to read, if that's okay. Please. Sure. So the mantra is, um, it's actually from the Bible. It's the book of Genesis, chapter 50, verse 20. And it says, you intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. And I really feel like um, this show does that, you know, no matter what part you play in the production. I hope all the staff is listening know that you're valued and you play an integral part um, to the awakening of, of spirits and souls. You know, awakening is, is remembrance. It's the soul's remembrance of what it already innately knows. And in a world right now that has us so focused on outwardly things, um, it doesn't leave space for us to focus on the inwardly, right? Mm. Um, but I, I just wanted to read that for you guys because I, I think that that would be a good mantra um, for the show. The prayer that I wrote um, goes like this. 
The spirit of light is the very coal of the soul, sparking a fire, a path illuminated by wonder in the midst of darkness. For it is in those very crevices of life that we hide the depths of our hearts, until the light, the love given by blind faith, cradles our fears, our shame, our sins, freeing and balancing the very path to our purpose. We were naked and nothing, born into flesh, but you, Waymaker, knew we would be sculpted into something so much more, an intricacy divinely and perfectly timed from beginning to end. As our hearts begin to heal from the last few years, help us to remember you are still the light in our darkness, reaching the pieces and places we need you most. In your name, amen. Amen, Lady Liberty. That was beautiful. Thank you. You know, I just want to encourage anyone listening, um, if you haven't accepted something greater than yourself in your life, there's no better time than to do it right now. Now's the time when not only the outwardly information that we're getting helps us understand a better perception, you know, of what we're perceiving, but also that inward perception of our spirit and our heart. It's a time for reflection. You know, the Lord has to expose the darkness in order to bring those things to light. So we may have to go through more pain, more darkness, in order to reach that place of light. But, you know, when you offer your, your spirit up, when you offer prayer up, that, that goes somewhere. You may not see it affect right now in your life, at this very moment, but that prayer went somewhere, and it may be affecting someone else. It may be helping someone else. So I really encourage everyone to to take time not only to, you know, listen and experience and hear what you're learning and through the show, but also take time for for your soul. You know, we were born twice, so we only die once, and um, that's important to remember. Wow! Yeah, that was. Sounds really nice. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. That that was uh, really wonderful. And I, I can just tell from your voice, you are a, a very peaceful person. And I know I have to, I have to center myself. I mean, it's so easy to see all of this evil and all of this horror and want to just go insane and like, it's actually, it can be satisfying, right? It can be like, it can, it can make you feel good to give in to the, like the lower impulses and just give in to the hate and the, 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 even the depression sometimes, it feels good just to be able to sort of silently fall into this, like, yeah, horror. That's, that's great, guys. <laughs> that's amazing. The crew is, if you're a, a radio listener, you need to f- find this video because, uh, yeah, that's the transformation that I have to resist making from uh, hopeful and life-giving to just horror and and anger and fear and uh yeah, you got to remind yourself and you know, it's just like just like forgiveness. Forgiveness isn't for the other person, it's for you, man. It's and so Absolutely. you know, when, yeah, when you pray as you mentioned, like it's 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 for your own good to pray for other people and that sort of stuff. And uh yeah, that's totally amazing. And and it reminds me of actually a Buddhist saying which is right a, a something like a, a single candle can light 10,000 flames or something like that. Uh Absolutely. There is the the light of life that uh, we're trying to you know, foster here and, uh, and spread this, the, the fire of humanity. And 
the globalists are just – they're desperate to to crush it and snuff it out, and they've done a pretty good job, and there's just sort of an ember left burning, but that ember can be slowly coaxed into flame, and that flame can spread like a wildfire, and uh, that that's up to all of you to be our kindling in this mission. Uh, thank you so much for that, Lady Liberty. I'm, I'm, I'm tearing up over here, and I'll, I'll, I'll try to keep it together, but that, that was really beautiful, and I, I thank you so much for that. And it just – again, it's just like, man, people – you know, you got to just have that, and everybody does, right? It's, it's not something that that you have to even think about. Like you hear some people talk the way Liberty, Lady Liberty talks, you can just hear the niceness and the pleasantness and the peacefulness in her voice, and it's just, it's like that compared to just like the ch- nails on the chalkboard screeching of the people in power. Uh, it's it's metaphysical, and uh, I think all humans resonate with that, unless you deaden your own senses to it. Thank you so much for that. Lady Liberty, absolutely beautiful. Let's go to uh, Wesley in Oregon, who's called in about trans uh, traditionalism. Transditionalism. Thanks for calling in, Wesley. You're on the air. Uh, hello, Harrison. Hello. So I've been so I listening to your first part of the show, and you're talking about how we were in Japan yeah. and how they just had a a better life and a better hold on things. And I think that's just natural. Because yep. people will eventually will gravitate to that. If not for all the Tavistock Institute, New World Order, confusion and brainwashing, people will naturally go to that. Right. So it's just it. So the idea is not to exactly fight for traditionalism. Just get the garbage out of the way, and people will eventually gravitate to that. You yeah. know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. the judge, he wants to be a mom. He wants to have a family, like a normal person. He doesn't want. He wants everything to be normal, but he wants to be gay. Yeah, yeah. No, you're you're you're, you're exactly right. And I, you know, I've I've made this point a few times. But I think you you made it really well right there. Is just this idea that tra- traditionalism or just the normal way of life, everything we advocate for, we do, we don't need censorship to bring it about. We don't need propaganda to bring it about. We're fighting against the enemy propaganda because they need propaganda. They need brainwashing. Remember, brainwashing is the first step in the process, right? You wash the brain. You, you, you clear out the brain of, of all of its natural and pre-established thoughts so then you can inject your own ideology into it, right? First, you have to clear the table before you, you know, set it you know, for, for your own feast. So uh, you're exactly right. If, if these propagandists and brainwashers just go away, then everything sort of returns to normal. You don't have to be convinced that there's such things as men and women. That just is. It's just natural. It's just everybody knows it from the very beginning. To be convinced that there's no such thing as uh, women and men, I mean, that's being convinced the sky isn't blue or that the gravity doesn't pull things down. It's so at odds with what we observe in our everyday life that it takes concerted, full-spectrum brainwashing on every possible level for decades to get us to this point. So that's what we're trying to undo just to get back to normalcy, just to get back to whatever we naturally arrive at, which is usually good and, and beneficial for everybody unless the propagandists get get in the way and uh, disrupt that natural natural chain. Very well put, Wesley, and I thank you for that. Uh, we'll go to Wendy in St. Louis here. Uh, well, hang on, Wendy. We'll, we'll come to you on the other side because I want to give you time to make your point. We've got Wendy, Shane, and Chris that we'll get to in the next segment. Still a lot of news to cover. We will be joined by Michael Bowman on uh, in the third hour to talk about the way that uh, he is refusing to give up his taxes to support the murder of babies in their mother's wombs. And uh, 
again, another, another representation of the true sickness and evil of our modern society that abortion is not just permitted and tolerated but celebrated and encouraged. It's utterly horrific, and we'll get into all of that in the next hour. More of your phone calls on the other side. More news to cover. The collapse of the food supply is ongoing and uh, threatens to massive death across the world. Be prepared. Stay tuned. More American Journal on the other side. The scientific dictatorship that I've been warning you about for 27 years has now gone from beta testing to operational. The globalists are out in the open with their planetary depopulation takeover, their robot takeover. But the good news is we've been working and you've been working and others have been working across the planet for decades to get ready for this, to be able to fight it off. Humanity is strong. We're incredible. And if we're aware of the attack that's happening, we have a real chance of defeating it. If we ask God for guidance, we will defeat it. So prayer is essential, research is essential, getting prepared is essential, and warning others is absolutely essential. And at the same time, supporting InfoWars by buying high-quality products to keep us on air is essential because they're great products for you and your family, and they're also funding our operation. InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWarsStore.com is incredible. A lot of our products that have been sold out because of the supply chain breakdowns are back in, like Bodies, Vasobeats, and others. So get them today at InfoWarsStore.com, and I thank you for being part of the resistance. Ladies and gentlemen, InfoWarsStore.com is offering the biggest sales in its over 20-year history. And that is because the economy is breaking down, inflation is exploding, the supply chains have broken down, and InfoWars is having serious trouble making its payroll and paying for operations. And I do not want to implode or downsize in the face of the globalists making the move. InfoWars, it's paradoxical, is more popular than ever. It is reaching more people than ever despite the censorship. But because of cost increasing and having to run our own infrastructure and pay for our own bandwidth and everything else, we are running out of money. So listen. Up to 75% off at InfoWarsStore.com on things like amazing Patriot t-shirts that help spread the word and operation on supplements, on books, on films. Everything is 25 to 75% off right now. The biggest sale in our history at InfoWarsStore.com. Thank you for your support.